What up, my Hanyaks? Welcome back to the Rambly Viking Podcast. Today, we are going to get a little political. Let's get political, political. Gonna get political, political. Time to get political, political. I know it has an extra syllable, so it doesn't really flow, but that's what we're gonna do. I mean, you can call it political, you can call it cultural. It's gonna be political commentary today uh, on this episode. So, uh, I've actually got a lot of pent up political aggression. Um, no, no, just, uh, I make, I make some random notes and I have not kept up as far as putting out episodes. And so there's lots of stuff. I mean, going back to the whole, uh, Abuela thing, if you kept up with that, with AOC's grandma down in, or I should say Abuela down in Puerto Rico, where she made a, she found a way to complain about Trump. Uh, and then everyone was like, don't you make like 200 K a year almost as a Congresswoman? You just bought a Tesla. Uh, like, why would you, why would you sit, you're sitting back and complaining, we're not doing anything. She was like, well, I was trying to point out a systemic problem. And it's like, you can do that. But also what you should do is help people where you can, instead of sit back and, uh, (laughs) and complain about it on the internet to try and make uh, a political point and score political points and be like, boom, gotchas and stuff like that. It, I mean, it just shows, I mean, that's politics though, in a lot of ways, but at the same time, it was, I mean, the best troll I've ever seen. Matt Walsh starts a GoFundMe, raises like a hundred K for Abuela and gets rejected. Everyone gets refunded and him and a bunch of the other daily wire guys, uh, pledge to give uh, like four ninety nine, which is the average Tesla lease payment. Oh, gold absolutely golden incredible but uh yeah and and they did that and they raised up a whole bunch of money and it was awesome and then it got shot down and i mean the troll proving the point that like look we can you two things you can do two things at once here you know you can you can say hey there were problems getting relief they didn't get relief but hey here's what we're gonna do and i mean the the bigger point though i think culturally uh that that we see with a lot of people of my generation our generation whatever you want to call it the millennials the the young gen up and coming generation is we definitely have a mindset of like someone should do something about this but not me and and I'm not I'm not here to chastise her and be like, why aren't you giving? It's more of the point of, it, it points out a certain, to me, I looked at a certain mindset, right? And, and instead of saying, what can we do? Is there something we can do? Or is there someone working this way and finding an avenue when you see a problem and going trying to fix it? We say, man, you should call somebody. And IE really what that is, is the government is saying, man, this, this government aid didn't get there and it sucks. And it's like, in in every single way, I agree with that sentiment. That like, oh yeah, the aid didn't get there, or, or the aid got to Puerto Rico, and then the Puerto Rican government screwed it all up and didn't distribute it right, and there's problems down there. And to me, that just proves the the more conservative point, which ends up being, uh, which which is private citizen charity is is always better than the public state funded charity because I, I come back to to a general premise. Government is inefficient. It's big. It's bulky. It's a lot of red tape and a lot of administration, and and, and it takes a lot of money, and then only uses a little bit for it. And people are efficient, though. Uh, you know, I mean, think about all the classic examples: the DMV dealing with taxes, anything. You know, getting your passport takes freaking eighteen million weeks to get back, and if it gets delayed, they they just look at you and go, "Sorry, bro, it'll be here when it be's here," and it's just 
ridiculous, you know, and like government, when I think efficiency, I do not think government. And so it's just funny to me because on, on a personal standpoint, I put myself in that sort of position. I have a family member struggling in say Puerto Rico or wherever. And my first instinct would be like, Hey, like the family get together, try and help. And then we, we work up from there, right? If government aid makes it great, but regardless of that should be seeking to do that. And it should be a, um, and I think that's what we're missing is we're missing one key virtue in society is that 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 notion to kickstart ourselves certain things because I mean albeit it was a troll but at the same time it was serious it was like someone on the internet saw a problem that was uh, not been fixed i.e. Matt Walsh and while he's the ultimate troll god for this he he, at the same time like how awesome would it have been to you see you see this complaint and this 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 political statement here to, to kind of take a jab at somebody, take a jab at another side to try and make your political point. But then what comes out of it is an awesome charity fundraising uh, opportunity to raise a bunch of money to pick up the pieces or pick up the slack where something fell short, i.e. in this case, it was a, a, a government uh, assistance or whatever. And it's like, how great is that? How awesome is that? Like you want to talk about, um, you know, turning a negative into a positive or, or bringing a positive out of negative. I mean that you want to talk about my uh, perspective and, and positivity. It's like, what's better than to do that to, yes, we see the shortcomings, but then we do something about the shortcomings. And I think it's a general mindset that gets lost in my generation. I'm guilty of it too, where it's like, we just kind of want to look if there's problems. Well, we need to implement some sort of government policy to fix those problems because we know government policy fixes problems. Actually, it only usually creates more problems in a lot of ways. It can fix certain problems like, you know, slavery and stuff like that. Big, big problems. And that's the thing we can get into. But did not expect to start with a little monologue on Abuela. So uh, hopefully Abuela has gotten some help since then and all the all the other people in her situation in Puerto Rico. And uh, unfortunately, I can't link to the GoFundMe because it got shut down because blah, blah, because members of the family did not want it sent, which is like... I mean, come on. We all know. We all we all know it's AOC, and it's like, oh no, the family didn't want it. It's like, who's not going to want a hundred k for the grandma living in dirt poor conditions in Puerto Rico? Albeit, they might see it as like a, it's definitely a huge shot to your ego and your pride and things. And, and you know, they, I'm sure they come. Oh, I'm not gonna want your blood money or bigoted money or something like that. So I'm sure, I'm sure there would be some crazy reason. But at the end of the day, it's like. I mean, we need to get over ourselves to be able to take a little charity. And, and that's another thing, too, that's hard to cope with is learning how to take help, accept help, because we definitely live in a very individualistic society of you need to do it yourself. But I think there's an extension outside of the individual that needs to be the community where we need to be willing to help each other out. So, yeah, nice little opening monologue for this political episode. Get political, gonna get I'm oh gosh I'm horrible at singing sorry about that hopefully your eardrums aren't hopefully your ears aren't bleeding um but don't worry there's still more time to fix that uh <laughs> but anyways main point I want to get at so couple things which is funny because I'm gonna I, sh- I forgot to lead off with this gonna be a total hypocrite here don't really care so just strap in lock in we're gonna go full hanyak on this bad boy going full hanyak so uh one thing that Recently, so I used to listen to, I mean, lots of almost exclusively like conservative 
uh, commentary. Uh, we'll call it political, but it's also cultural. And then I kind of had to, I backed off recently, kind of mixed it up a little bit more. And don't get me wrong, I'm not in an echo chamber by any means. I try and hear, listen to all the idiots. Uh, <laughs> I try and listen to the Yahoos and the Hanyaks uh, on the other side. But, you know, there's Hanyaks on every side. Everyone's a Hanyak. It's kind of like the, you know, well, it's your fault. No, it's your fault. Well, you did this. Well, you did this kind of classic. I mean, that's, that's politics in a lot of ways. But uh, one thing that I, I did kind of think about, and I was like, you know, Listening to a lot of different commentators um, in the conservative on the conservative side of things, I, I definitely think it's also it's very much on both sides, and this is just a game of politics. But to me, it got a little too much in the in the realm of uh, just complain about the crazy lefties, and it, it I don't know maybe it was just the way I was hearing it, but I just felt like okay, all we do so so lefties come out and they scream about stuff and now there's injustice and all this stuff. And then they're, they're like, oh, we want to, uh, and you know, and they, and they spouse these horrible policies and ideas or, or what I would dub they, you know, but then conservatives come out and say, oh no, those are all horrible ideas. And they're kind of the curmudgeon in the corner, the no guy who just sits there and says horrible, horrible, horrible. It's bad, 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 bad. No. And then, but then there's no positive side of that. And so what really got me is like, look, we can sit here and talk about how the other side sucks, um, no matter what side you fall on. But at the same time, it's like we need to try and build then what I would say the positive side and the positive cases. And maybe they do that more than not. Maybe I just got a little jaded. I'm starting to think more and more. But at the same time, I think that's kind of one of the bigger pitfalls of a of a conservative political commentator commentating is it ends up just talking about how crazy the other side is. And I think it happens on both sides. I mean, if someone, if someone, if there's someone who listens to this and they're more in the left, um, or uh, I guess we'll say democratic, we'll say the left, right? Left versus right. Say more, you listen to like left political commentators, uh, or liberal democratic, whatever you want to call it. And you see the same thing. Let me know. Maybe it's just, that's just how it is. But I, I think, I think, it is that that is how it is. Here we go. Going to get real confusing. I think that's how things are to an extent. But then I think there's a certain side of it where it just. I, I wish I had video for this on, but it's crossed arms. Just no, no, no. Bad, bad idea. Bad idea. Bad idea. Bad idea. It's like I think of it almost like you're in the car, right? And uh, so we're gonna say you have you have three people in the car. You have the you have the driver. You have the parent, and then you have uh, two children, right? One child will. Uh, we'll call him Donald is, is, um, we'll say the conservative for this metaphor. And then we'll say, uh, we'll, we'll call the other child, uh, Joe or Joseph. And, uh, he, he can represent the left side of things, the conservative left, right, whatever you want to call it. Right. This is what it would be like. It'd be like the parents, like, Hey, where do you guys want to go eat? And, uh, Joseph would come in and say, Hey, well, you know, I, I don't want to eat any processed foods and all it needs to be all natural and go on a whole rant. And, and the parents like, look, just tell me where you want to eat. I don't care about all that. And, and has an option and maybe wants to go to this vegan place or whatever. And then Donald says, no, I don't want to go there. And like, okay, well we can do this. And they're like, no, that's a horrible place. That's a horrible idea. Why would you ever think that? And just starts to berate them. And it's like, you see the problem here. Problem here is one side is, um, well, I guess one side is giving their thing, but then, but then Joseph, when he gets rebuked by Donald rebuked, what is this Sunday school? When he gets, uh, 
When his options get shot down by Donald, he just starts yelling at how mean Donald is. And then Donald says, and then Donald gets defensive and blah, 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 blah. It's devolved. Maybe not the best metaphor for what we're dealing with, but I'm just trying to, you know, I'm trying to piece this together here. Working through my thoughts with you. I'm not sitting here saying this is exactly how it is. I'm the expert by any means, but uh, we're just trying to work through it as we do so much on this podcast, work through uh, work through the thought process and flesh it out, right? Because, I mean, that's the beauty of podcasts and these sort of things. You can have, you're not limited. I don't have no commercial breaks. Sponsors? What sponsors? Outside of the minute and a half on the front end, you got nothing but me the whole time and we can work it out. So, uh, but yeah, that's kind of been my complaint. Now, earlier I said I was going to be a hypocrite because what I'm about to do, I'm about to complain. Uh, <laughs> well, I guess that's one way to look at it. Maybe, maybe I'm just jaded though. Uh, I guess I'm going to complain or I'm, I'm going to talk about problems. Maybe that's the better thing. It's not so much complaining. It's like, everything's a problem. This is a problem. This is a problem. This is a problem. Um, but I think I, as I've, as I've sat and thought about it more, not just now, but in more of a general sense, I, I have, I have kind of looked at it and, you know, maybe, maybe that's just a little bit me. Maybe I'm getting worn out by it because politics does wear you out. And that's why I've tried to have a more healthy balance on this podcast recently of the fun, the whimsical, and then, but I also still care about the political and the cultural because that matters. And I think we're in a big fight for our culture right now. And it's like, we're, we're bursting at the seams and I want to keep it together. And uh, for me, I'm realizing that conservatives have been quiet and pushed over for too long. And, and you need to start standing up for our values because things are getting kooky. Uh, and which is a perfect segue to uh, the next thing I wanted to talk about with all this CRT, uh, critical race theory, uh, nonsense that's floating around. So, and, and, and the things that now are, are being public policy in our schools and thank goodness parents are waking up to it. And you're seeing all these viral videos at school boards because this is, this sort of thought is, is dangerous. Ideas can be dangerous and ideas can take root and, and shape an entire worldview. And that's why we have a generation who I was just reading an article earlier on the Daily Wire about how Black Lives Matter in Utah, a chapter in Utah, posted that uh, the American flag and those who fly it are, uh, that's how you can spot a racist because the American flag is a sign of hate, is a hate symbol. And I was like, you literally couldn't be more further from, you couldn't be further from the truth, more further. You couldn't be farther from it. Like it's, it is, it is the great meme that I saw on July 4th. It was like, um, they updated, I think I talked about this, they updated the pride flag to include whatever group and, and added more stripes to it in a certain way. And they're like, to be more inclusive. And someone's like, it was like the most inclusive flag uh, you can find. And they just posted the American flag. And I was like, amen. Amen. That's what I'm talking about. That, that's what it is, though. It is. It includes all races, all people, all creeds. Um, you know, one nation under God. And it's made up of so many different cultures and peoples and, and colors and everything that it's just like, it's not, there's, there's not anything um, less inclusive. And I'm realizing too, that I have stayed quiet on certain things for too long out of worry of, I don't just want to be, um, you know, hellfire brimstone preacher on the corner turn, you know, thinking I'm, I'm bringing people to Christ. I'm actually, uh, just making myself look crazy and making the gospel look crazy. And it's, where's that balance? But I think there is a certain point where it's like, no, 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 you need to stand up and, you know, kind of stand up and, and I guess foot back, assert, foot back, fight back, you know, assert yourself with your chest out and be like, no, no, I'm, I'm going to 
just quote Jordan Peterson, you know, I'm going to speak the truth for the truth's sake and, and nothing else because, uh, I mean, if you just sit back and, I mean, you can watch the world burn. Entropy is the natural order, and we could, we could, you could watch that fall and, and sit back and realize, man, maybe I would have said something because, you know, it's that classic cliche of if you don't say something, or, or sorry, of how that one time you you thought it was just some innocuous interaction, and it and it made that person's day, and maybe maybe made it in such a way, and had a then profound ripple effect or butterfly effect that then kind of like helped pick this person up from this place that they were in mentally, physically, emotionally, and then get the tr- get the train rolling in the right direction for them. And it's like I had no idea. I mean, I know for me personally, there's one where. Uh, there's this, there's this guy now, and I guess I think he's like a he's like a youth pastor or something, and uh, he's recently a speaker to camp or whatnot. And that he, like way back when, I mean he's six, seven, eight years younger than me. I don't know how old he is, but I guess maybe he was in middle school, I was in high school, or he was in late elementary school when I was in high school, and uh, I don't know. I like said something to him, or we had some interaction, or a couple interactions, and like that through that. Uh, it helped him like set, set his, uh, bearing and like got him started on, uh, to be on the path and end up where he is now. Not saying that like I propelled him and I, Oh, I put him in this. No, no, no. It was an interaction. It happened to be me and it happened to be just the right thing. And it's like, I can't even remember what he's talking about, but I've heard through other people that he's mentioned it. And I was like, it's beyond me. It's beyond me. So with that mindset, I'm thinking, you know, you've got to speak up about certain things. Like I've, I've hit my limit. I've hit my limit. And I've realized that it's, if not now, ever. And I mean, so to, to speak on things that are top of mind, for instance, just the general aspect that, um, you know, <laughs> where it was kneeling at NFL, NFL players kneeling for the national anthem because of uh, police brutality. And now we have Olympic athletes, people on the national stage, um, for our country, turning away. It was kneeling. Now it's turning away and like turning away in such a way of disrespect and 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 trying to basically make a scene. And to me, what I see is I see pouting adults. And specifically, I think we all know who I'm talking about, Gwen Berry. That was the biggest toddler pout fest I think I've ever seen. And yes, I did sign a petition to have her kicked off the Olympic team because I think that there's a line. There's a clear line. It's, it's funny how it works, right? We live in the freest country in the world and one of the few countries where uh, you can... Where, where the laws and the foundation and the way it's set up allows you to be able to do things like, I mean, you can, you, people are doing it, burning our flag without any sort of repercussions, you know, kneeling for the national anthem and setting up these coordinated protests um, where it's supposed to be a moment of unity. It was like, okay, we come together under this and then, and then from that, then we can, you know, start to work out our problems and it, it allows you to do that. Um, but then I think as a, if a movement builds on top of that, um, you know, it's uh, it can it can be problematic and lead to a place where then we're no longer allowed to do those sort of things. It won't be that sort of thing specifically, but you'll you'll break down the foundation upon where we're built by doing something you're technically allowed to do. I know it's crazy, but uh, but but the the turning away recently uh, a couple of days ago, the U.S. Women's National National Team, you know they there was all but like three or wait wait some uh, it was like three or four of them were um 
were not turned away from the flag and other people were turned away from now we're actively turning our backs on and uh i'm sorry there's no way you can justify any sort of respect because there's all respect is lost when you actively turn your back on someone i mean in so many cultures going back so many places that is a sign of disrespect so there's no there's no convincing me here that oh well it's it's whatever you know it's their right to protest and you know it is their right to protest however under the context of you are representing our country on an international stage and this is a voluntary thing meaning you can opt in or out of it obviously it's a certain goal for a lot of people to be able to represent their country because there's a sense of pride in that and that's what people olympians you know i always thought it was so cool i would have loved to been able to be so good at, 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 at one thing or a couple things to be able to be an Olympian, go on that stage. I mean, that is the biggest moment for, for an athlete in so many ways. Even, even talking NBA guys, it's not the best competition for them, but it's this very big moment where you get to go and represent. And there's just a certain level of pride in that. But the what's so oxymoronic about it is... You see someone doing that in the Olympic trials, Gwen Barry or the U.S. Women's National Team, and you you see that, and then they actively disrespect and talk about how they're in protest because of this and that, and they're and they're kind and and not even what I would say is like kneeling. Honestly, kneeling we can have a conversation about actively turning your back and then throwing a t-shirt over your head and kind of like cross it. Like, honestly, the pictures I saw was like, this is a total pout fest. What are we doing? This is pouting. This is not, this is not a respectful protest because you can, you can do the thing. This is just a straight up pout fest where someone's trying to make it about them. And maybe she's salty that she just got third. And so she tried to get the attention on her. And I did read an article. It was an interesting take where it's like, look, it's, I mean, it's a big, like, it's a power move now to do something like that because now everyone knows your name. You're going to end up getting brand deals, i.e. Colin Kaepernick. And, I mean, she had Puma stand by her and, and be like and, – and basically double down on their sponsorship for her. And so it's like honestly in a lot of ways, hating America can, can have you make more money than you would if you didn't because the two women that were ahead of her – dang, I can't remember their names um, – they, they stood at attention like they should and it was awesome. It was totally awesome, but I, I'm that that's that's just a bridge too far for me. We can we can pull back and we can have conversations about different ones, but to me, that one is um, that's a non-starter. No, like if you don't, it's a voluntary thing, and so it's just funny to me. It's like, yeah, it's the biggest. You know why? I literally say, why do you want to go do this? Oh, so you can cause a scene and send your message out. That's but. It's contradicting all, all think about from another country's perspective. You see, oh man, they, their athletes hate their country, but they're sitting out here representing them. Somebody's a sellout, right? Like you're that good at the hammer throw and maybe that's the pinnacle of hammer throw for people. But to me, (laughs) that's the pinnacle. But you, but if you hate our country truly as much as you say you do, then you would opt out, right? You would stand by your values and you would take a stand for what you believe in. But here, what we see is you're making it about you. Um, I I think, but honestly, I think what got me about that whole thing is then the self-centeredness that came along with it. Post interview and stuff. She said, I felt like it was a setup. They did that on purpose. It's Basically, she was saying, oh, it felt like a personal attack against me. Come to find out, at the Olympic trials, at the same time, every day, they play the national anthem because you're at the U.S. Olympic trials, and it is scheduled, and maybe this one didn't happen exactly on time, but it happened. I saw an awesome video of the kind of athletes I want representing my country, and it was a pole vaulter. I'll see if I can find it, put it in the description. Pole vaulter, though, he is mid-run about to hit the box. So the box is when you plant the pole, and it starts to bend, and you're going up in the air. And, like, pole's getting to box, and then all of a sudden... 
boom, national anthem cues at that time of day. He literally, just as fast as he was about to plant that and go up in the air, he, he, he lets it slide through his hands, drops it, turns around, whips around, and stands that attention hand over his heart. That's the kind of athlete I want representing my country. Not uh, a pouty SJW who's just going to throw a fit. I'm sorry. And I, I'm, I normally would try and be maybe a little bit more generous, but all I can see when I see that. And same goes for US national, women's national team. It's like, thank you to, to those few girls who stood and faced our flag. Thank you. To everyone else who didn't, get out. Let's find, let's find somebody new. Because uh, our generation is brainwashed into believing that you know the U.S. is such a hateful country, and I don't believe it. I do not believe it at all. I have yet to see it. And the more I learn about the Founding Fathers, too, especially this last weekend over the 4th, the more I found out how... <laughs> How wrong everyone is when they're like, it's just a rich bunch, bunch of rich white men wanting to save their fortunes and, and, uh, and, and, and benefit more white men. Absolutely not. And if you, if you listen to my Freedom Episode weekends, I mean, we go over the Declaration, we talk about it, we talk about what happened to the Founding Fathers, and then, I mean, I don't even know if I mentioned it, but like in the first draft of Thomas Jefferson's Declaration, he had, he had uh, an admonishment of King George who was the one who tainted the colonies by bringing by by letting the institution of slavery come in and he admonished them and they took it out because they needed the slaveholding state to be able to do it so they had to make a compromise kind of crazy right yeah kind of crazy and things like, and you learn you start looking at all these other drafts and things like that and before he died he freed all his slaves so it's just so many things that uh, like Delaware banned slavery in like 1787, the same year that we had our constitution or right before. And it's like, holy, wait a minute. What? Yeah. Things that I never knew about. I mean, look into them, look them up. I'm not going to link to all that, all that bull crap. It's too much to remember, <laughs> but yeah, I'm just, I'm done. I'm done. I hit the end of my rope. I'm tired of it. I'm ready to see us start to come back together because that is the one unifying symbol is our flag and our anthem. We can come together. And like I said, we have a conversation about like NFL, NBA guys want to do that because obviously the NBA really leaned into it. But yeah, I'm just, <laughs> I, I'm ready and I'm here to take a stand and start to being, to be, to, to really putting out and trying to espouse better ideas to, to turn the culture over, you know, to, to try and try and get back to a virtuous people and culture because that uh, a system like we have set up requires a virtuous people who want to seek liberty and want to want want to be basically it's literally like the i think in the job description when they're like are you a self-starter it's like we need self-starters that's what we need in this culture we need a culture and we need to be able to have some kind of common values and i think one simple way we can start doing that is look if you're going to the olympics you're going to be representing our nation you need to just you need to stand salute and because it's that moment where it's like no no you you are you are an ambassador on that field for us and you shouldn't be it is a it's a bad look but b it's like totally contradictory to be an ambassador uh, of something that you hate it's like me taking a sponsorship from i don't know like a plastic surgery place it's like no no it's like oh i i i, I don't i don't um 
I don't like it when people, you know, inject plastic in it, but this Botox stuff, it's like, no, I'm not going to talk about that. Like, I, and I've mentioned that too. I would, I'm, I'll be selective with my sponsorship. Something that a, I, I think is a good product, not necessarily something that I personally, I don't know. I would, in a perfect world, it would be stuff that I actually use, but who knows? I mean, I'll probably never get sponsors, so it's fine. We're fine, but yeah, I think it's important and I would love to know your thoughts on anything and everything. I mean, this whole flag nonsense. I was just reading something today. Well, I already said about the Black Lives Matter being a hate thing and then NPR talking about like, I don't know. I just see a hyper focus on the bad, on the bad of things. And I just think about it. I go back to, I think I mentioned this on one of my, one of my Freedom Weekend episodes where it's like, if we only focus on the bad, if you only look at the pothole in the road, and but you're like, oh, we need to dodge that pothole. What do you end up doing a lot? you end up hitting the pothole, surprisingly. If you don't, good for you. But I will say this, there is a truth there that where your eyes are, aka where your focus is, is where you tend to go. That's why I tell you, look through the turns because if you look straight, then you will, um, guess what? You'll start to veer. If you look too much in or too much out, you'll start to go to the edge or go to the center. But if you look through the turn in the right way, you will follow the turns because your eyes go. And I think the same is true here. Where's our focus, right? My focus is on building back. Some might even say building back better. See what I did there? Okay, real quick. I need to adjust that, address that Yelp. I did pause recording um, because that was my dog and it was a little one. And I went and checked on her. She's fine. She is being grumpy. Big dog wants to play. Little dog doesn't want to play. So she's yelping. She's done it now a couple times since uh, I could even get back... Um, since before I get back and start recording again. So she's being obnoxious. It's fine. We're fine. So now that I've been derailed, I think that's a great place to end today's show and get any and all of your thoughts around the matter. Around the matter. Um, if you agree with me that uh, politics a lot of times can be too pouty and too finger pointy, or at least the, the commentary around it, what can we do to be better? Can we, and how can we make it better? I think personally, I think, um, so I follow daily wire. I think they're starting to do that where they're building more of a cultural following, having a little more fun with it. I think that's the first key is being able to laugh and not being able to laugh just the other side, but being able to laugh at your side. And I really discovered that under Trump, and with a lot of different things he did, because he did a lot of stupid stuff. And it was just funny. It's like, look, just laugh at it and laugh it off. Um, I think there's, but we need to, you know, take into account important cultural values that we're trying to build and espouse. But at the same time, it's like, learn to have fun with it. Not not, not get too upset, when, you know, when, when one side dunks on the other. If you get, you're going to get dunked on sometimes, you're going to dunk on people. But also not making it about dunking on, but making it about having meaningful conversations. And maybe I just yelled into the mic for the last 15 minutes about uh, how fed up I am, but uh, I'm, it's just where I'm at. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to, to maybe that, that was just the diving board and I'm going to jump off and uh, the water's going to kind of settle. I don't know what this metaphor is going for, but uh, what am I trying to say? Maybe, maybe that was, I needed to get that off my chest and we'll be here and we can build some more meaningful conversations. But I think there's important conversations because uh, there are a couple people I have good conversations with where I post something and they, and they'll they'll DM me and say like, hey, we need to talk about this because here's how I feel and and here's and then you know we, you know I I'm obviously contradictory to you and so we we have a good conversation. I just lay out my points and uh, there are a couple people who are, are at least open to hearing the other side and whether you change your mind or not, uh, I think that's good. And I try and listen to people even even as I sit here and be like, you know, it's so ridiculous to me personally that. 
uh, people sit here and be like, yeah, it's still, I mean, they'll say things like, you know, the black people still aren't free in this country. And I honestly look at it and go, what are you talking about? But, but that, I mean, that's my general sentiment is like, I may think that's silly, but the, I know people who fall more into that camp and I, and a lot of it comes from certain personal experiences and different perspectives. And so I do want to hear those out and, and at least try and have a, a more edifying conversation around it. As I said, that's just crazy. You're crazy. Bye. And so I hope that's not the tone you're taking from this, but I'd love to know any and all of your thoughts on anything we talked about today and where you stand and, and where you think we need to start putting, uh, pushing back. Uh, I was actually going to talk a little bit about the CRT thing. I know I mentioned that and I didn't get to it. So that'll be next episode because it's a funny game. A little preview. Here we go. Start doing previews at the end of this. Okay. Okay. Let me know. Leave. Let me know if you like um, doing previews of maybe next episodes if I know what's coming. Right. So next time on political banter with the rambling Viking, your favorite Hanyak brings. <laughs> I don't know. Brings the heat from the top rope, slinging axes at. The, <laughs> I. I. I'm trying to come up with cool Viking metaphors. I don't know, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, a little preview. We'll we'll dive into the CRT. I knew I got off track, but such is the Rambling Viking podcast. But uh, we'll we'll dive into the CRT thing and and a, an annoying, a funny like it's I chuckle at it because it's the same old trope and same old game. But the game, what is the game that uh, you see a lot of mainstream media uh, playing to try and divert, deflect, and and, and, and the game that they're playing around CRT and how they pivoted recently with a lot of the parents speaking out and a lot of momentum gaining on the anti-CRT train, which I am on. I think it's detrimental and it's, and it's a, I think it's a regressive back to viewing people through the lens of race and, and looking at specific things and breaking them down that way and valuing people based upon their race and whether, well, oh, it's just a term. Well, it's like, can we not use different terms that aren't directly related to immutable characteristics? Uh, maybe, maybe not. But uh, yeah, anyways, let me know a uh, five-star review uh, through a five-star review. You can email the show. It's ramblingviking at gmail.com. Voice memo link in the description, but you are capped at a minute. And if that bothers you, well, you can text or leave a voicemail for the show. Number is 580-789-9258. It's where I'm capping this show. Uh, putting the cap on it. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed this, and we'll see you next time to break down the strategies around CRT. Bada bam, bada boom.